This episode of Tales from Ostlantis is brought to you by Ostlantis Premium. Don't you just hate having your favorite podcast interrupted by ads like this? Well, dear listener, you're in luck. Because starting at just three bucks a month, you can support independent Chicano media and receive ad-free episodes, premium episodes, bonus content, and access to our Discord server. Just visit talesfromastlantis.com and click Go Premium, or follow the link in the show notes. And now, on with the show. Lord, we give you Curly. Try not to piss him off. Piali, piali no chime. This is Curly Tlapoyawa, co-host of the Tales from Aztlantis podcast. And this is a dispatch from Aztlantis. When we first conceived of the dispatches from Aztlantis, we figured that they would be a cool way for um, my co-host, Tlacatecat, and I to just sort of jump online and respond to... Uh, you know, current events, uh, things that were going on in the news. And Ruben did a couple of them for the first season, but then we sort of got busy with everything and we stopped doing them entirely. In fact, I never did one. This is my first dispatch from Aztlantis. So the plan here with season two as we go forward is to start doing these a lot more frequently and to provide them as bonus content. So if you are a Patreon supporter, then thank you. And this is going to be one of the many ways that you can enjoy being a premium member is by getting these bonus episodes of Dispatches from Aztlantis. So today or tonight, I wanted to talk about an article that I saw about a week or two ago. And if you follow me on Twitter, then you saw me referencing this this article. It was published on the Minority News Network which I had never heard of before this, uh, April 28th, 2022. And it is a article by one Daniel Cano. And the article is entitled, Where Are the Chicano Intellectuals? And I thought it was pretty good because what the article mainly touches on is that Chicanos and Mexican-Americans are left out of the national dialogue, like completely when it comes to mainstream media news outlets. Uh, Basically, Mexican-American and Chicano thinkers are ignored by, you know, the mainstream news. We just don't seem to matter. (laughs) And this really hits home for me because I keep seeing these headlines uh, in in the mainstream news, you know, on CNN or NBC or Yahoo, or New York Times or whatever. And the headlines will always, you know, reference Latinos. And it's funny because the first instinct I have when I see a headline talking about Latinos or using that word, you know, Latin or any of its variations, right? Latino, Latina, Latinx. The first thing that I think of is, you know, man, I wonder whose identity is being erased with this headline. You know, whose cultural inheritance is being erased and ignored with this headline through the use of that word? Because, you know, the word is 
it's a racist, gross, colonialist term. And, and if you're a listener to the podcast, and we've covered this before, but, you know, basically Latin, the, the whole idea of a Latin America and of Latinos, this, this was invented in the 1860s by a French intellectual named Michel Chevalier. And basically, he wanted to come up with a term, a blanket term that could be used to appeal to Mexicans because the French had this, you know, imperialist fantasy. They had this project of imperialism that they wanted to insert themselves into Mexico. And they figured, well, if we could get the Mexicans to see themselves as our Latin, quote unquote, brethren, then they would be more open to siding with us and not allying themselves with, you know, the the Anglophone world because we're coming at it as Latins and they are also Latin people. And so Michel Chevalier came up with this idea and he pitched it to uh, Napoleon. I forget which Napoleon it was, but they were down with it. And now, you know, 2022, we, we're still dealing with the fallout of this uh, French imperialism, this French imperialist project that resulted in the invention of Latinos and Latinas. And by design, the word was meant to supplant Mexican identity and replace it with one more in line with, you know, French desires. So the, the word is extremely problematic as the kids like to say, you know, the word deliberately erases uh, people of indigenous and African origin, and it prioritizes whiteness. That's the entire intent of this word. So when I see these news headlines using this word, I'm always prompted to Google, you know, what's actually going on and, and try to find out whose identity is being erased and what those identities actually are. And so, for example, you know, um, looking at NBC News here, the headline is political cartoonist Lalo Alcaraz becomes the first Latino to win prestigious prize. And props to Lalo. He's a friend of mine. You know, congratulations, homie. This is awesome. He won the uh, 2022 Herblock Prize for editorial cartooning. This is a huge deal. But what it does is it erases the fact that he's a Chicano. So you're seeing this erasure of Chicanos and Mexican-Americans from the national dialogue. And we're just kind of being supplanted by this generic uh, colonialist Latino identity. So this is just, you know, one example of that. And then a while back, people were sharing this uh, article. Uh, this is from Yahoo.com. And the headline reads, a year ago, they were picking fruit with their dad. Today, they're the hottest act in Latin music. And so, of course, I'm like, well, who are, who are they talking about? So I jumped on and I Googled it and I found, about, uh, found out about this really uh, great band. I, I found out about uh, 15-year-old uh, Yaritza Martinez, and, um, who's a singer, songwriter, and guitarist for her sibling trio, Yaritza Isu Esencia. And, you know, going through the, the article, come to find out that one of the siblings was born in Michoacan, the same place that their parents were born. While um, the other two siblings, Jairo and uh, Yaritza, were born and raised in Yakima. So, 
here we see this further erasing of, you know, Mexicanos and Chicanos and Mexican-Americans through the use of this word Latino. But probably the one that pissed me off the most was um, this announcement that Harvard Law Review just had their first Latina president. So this is a big deal, right? And and much respect to Priscilla Coronado, who, you know, is now the the president of the Harvard Law Review. That's that's huge. That's a big deal. But then again, you know, I see this, well, Latino, what the hell does that even mean? It's like such a nonsensical word. It, it tells us nothing about this individual. So you jump online and you start scrolling around, Googling, and you find out that sure enough, <clears throat> she's the youngest daughter of two Mexican immigrants. So again, this this entire like erasing of Mexicans, Mexicanos, Mexican-Americans, Chicanos from the national narrative, just from the dialogue that's happening in this country, we get left out. And it's not just Chicanos and Mexican-Americans and Mexicanos. It's all all the other people who get, you know, grouped up in this gross uh, homogenizing term, you know, and I guess that's just the the main point of this dispatch from Aslantis is I'm imploring you, if you are a journalist, if you're a writer, if you have a TV show, if you have a podcast, if you're somebody out there telling the stories of our people, don't be afraid. Just say the word. You can say Chicano. You can say Mexican-American. You could say Mexican. These are not dirty words. We don't have to hide who we are. And when we see the mainstream media outlets erasing us by calling us Latinos and Latinas and Latinx in their stories, we need to be vocal about it, you know. And I, I, I laugh because on social media, every time I see one of these headlines, I always pipe in, right? And I always state my case. And, you know, sure enough, it starts to piss people off because they'll respond. I remember once somebody responded with, oh yeah, okay, man, we get it. And I'm like, well, I don't think you do. I don't think you get it because if we got it, we wouldn't keep doing this. So thank you for listening to my rant. <laughs> this has been a dispatch from Aslantis, I am your host, Curly Tlapoyawa, and I hope you found this informative, if not entertaining. And I'll see you around. Timoitase. One thing. Just one thing. And what's that? I have no idea. <laughs> no, but ask Curly, because he seems to know. Curly knows the secret of life? Yeah. I'm going to invite him over. I mean, he's a very interesting guy. You'll see. Thank you for listening to Tales from Aztlantis, a project of the Chimali Institute of Mesoamerican Arts. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a Patreon supporter. You can do this by visiting talesfromastlantis.com and clicking support the podcast. Your continued support will help keep the podcast ad-free and independent. Until next time, Timoitase.